0: Today's episode is brought to you by Small Biz Social Society. The Small Biz Social Society is a monthly membership that I created for ambitious entrepreneurs that want to amp, up the social media and online marketing for their businesses. The membership includes a monthly live training with yours truly, a monthly guest expert appearance by online marketing and business professionals from across the globe, member spotlights, digital content, online courses, and a super supportive private Facebook community. You get all of this for $28 per month. That is a hell of a deal if I do say so myself. (laughs) If you're ready to increase social media visibility, engagement, and community, learn how to build and maintain a solid personal brand online, and get ongoing support from the best in the business, as well as a badass community of entrepreneurs, this is the membership for you. No commitment required. Head to smallbizsocialsociety.com to enroll today. And for a limited time, use code SBSSPODCAST to get $10 off your first month. That's smallbizsocialsociety.com and use code SBSSPODCAST to get $10 off your first month. I can't wait to see you in the social society. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crosson, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. (laughs) Let's get started. Yo, 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 welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Episode 60. I am your host, Brittany Crossan. How you doing? Hey, if you've been here before and you're back, thank you. Thank you for coming back for more. If you've never been here before, welcome to the party. We are going to learn some cool shit. We're going to have some fun for sure. Um, Today's guest is a really, really good one. Alicia Lincoln is actually a fashion stylist in New York City. And if you're wondering, um, Brittany... Uh, the show is about like social media marketing and entrepreneurship and all that jazz. Why Why a fashion stylist? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because she is talking to us about being on camera and about um, just some fashion do's and don'ts, some suggestions. Uh, I mean, look, <laughs> like everybody's on camera in 2020, right? Like you're on a Zoom call, you're on Instagram. I don't know, you're on a camera somewhere. And she really had some actually really cool ideas and really smart insight on what ends up coming across well on camera and how to make yourself feel good, right? I mean, why not? We all need to feel good. So that's coming up in just a little bit. Um, We are deep 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 in December. I mean, we are mid-December now, you guys. It's it's good. It's festive, it's jolly. So here here at our house, we we celebrate Christmas. So we have we have our Christmas tree up. We have our lights. I mean, we're doing all the things. We're watching the movies. We're listening to the music. We got an elf on the shelf. Her name is Sprinkles. My children are obsessed with Sprinkles. They write her notes. It's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> we we are just really trying to live the December holiday life over here at the Crossing household. And, you know, it's been a tough year. 2020 has not been easy um, in about a gazillion different ways. And I recognize that, and I have felt I, I can feel I'm an empath. so I can feel pain from someone else. I can feel sadness. i it's um it's kind of an interesting thing to be able to do. It's kind of wild, but I feel it. but I also hope that that you feel the love coming from me, that I've been sending you all year long, the love, the support, the positivity. Um, I'm just doing my best to spread that out there in the world because I think uh – well, we all need it all the time, and I think that an extra dose of that in 2020 is is not a bad thing at all. So I hope that you're able to embrace December just for what it is, um, in whatever way you take it as as being a festive, positive time where you have an excuse to to have some fun, count your blessings, um, you know, eat some chocolate, <laughs> watch some fun movies, and just just enjoy it the best you can. So that's what we are doing over here in our house, and we are definitely having fun with it. Faux show um, Again, uh, this is there's a lot going on, right? So obviously already holiday stuff, but there is also a lot going on inside of my membership, Small Biz Social Society. I'm sure you've heard me talk about it before. If not, it's a monthly membership for ambitious entrepreneurs that I run. It's a low-cost option for somebody that wants ongoing social media marketing and branding support and training and all that stuff. You know, uh, you want that that, t- that help all the time, but maybe you have – you know, a really small budget because it's only $28 a month. So it's literally a fraction of what you would pay, say someone like me to um, give you more of a full service type of thing. So it's a really cool thing. But anyway, in Small Biz Social Society, we have an exciting month um, as we always do. It's been going really, really well. And actually tomorrow is my live training in the Facebook group for Small Biz Social Society, where I'm giving the members 50 entertaining content ideas. So I've been saying lately on social media, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm saying you don't have to be a quote unquote entertainer to create entertaining content. You really don't. You don't have to. Like I am a performer and I have been my whole life. So it's natural that I would do some sort of performing – you know, on videos, like you use what you got. You know, I always say that you use what's in your tool belt. What do you know how to do? What are your strengths? What are your passions? What do you love? Use what's in your tool belt to create content, to attract people to you. So that's what I do. But you don't have to be a performer for the content to end up entertaining someone, right? You don't have to be tap dancing and juggling fire or whatever the hell. I mean, I think it's cool. If you know how to do those things, definitely do them. I highly recommend. But you don't have to. So that's what we're talking about in this live training. I'm really digging deeper into that tomorrow, December 15th at 1030 a.m. Central Time uh, in the Facebook group for Small Biz Social Society. So you have to be a member to be able to um, see this training. And it's easy to become a member. You just go to smallbizsocialsociety.com and – Enroll. It's 28 bucks. Um, There's no commitment. You can cancel anytime, although I don't think you're going to want to cancel. But anyway, I would love to have you. It's going to be really cool training. And I really just want to get the message out there that you don't have to be an actual entertainer or performer to create entertaining content. And audiences want entertaining content. Bottom line, that's what audiences love. Isn't that what you love? Right now, everybody's version of what is entertaining may be a little bit different. So you just kind of do what you do. You do you boo. But in general, people want to be entertained. They want to be entertained. They want to be fascinated. They want to be interested and intrigued, and all those things that come along with the word entertainment. So that's why we are talking about that. I'm really, really, okay. <laughs> excuse me. I'm really, really excited about that. Um, all right. Before we get to talking with my awesome guest Alicia, I want to give you some some inspiration, maybe to to get yourself. On camera more on social media, okay because she is talking to us about um, her her you know, you know using fashion to help us feel more confident on camera. Um, I want to encourage you just to get on camera more. Now listen. It doesn't mean maybe what you think it means, okay? If, you know, I know a lot of people tell me whether they're in my membership or they're just, you know, following me on social media, a lot of people will say they, they just don't feel as comfortable on camera. They don't necessarily want to be, you know, have a camera on their face all the time and all that stuff. Look, you do it how you want to do it. But you, if you are, well, if you are listening to the show, you probably should be on camera on social media. But if you are building a personal brand, where you are the face of your brand or it's just your business and like, you're the only, like, maybe it's just you, right? Running the business or maybe you have one employee or something. But if you are the, 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 the big dog in charge, right? You should show your face on social media because humans connect with humans. They want to see a face. They don't want to always see a product photo. That's not very exciting. You know, I mean, is it necessary sometimes? Of course. And are there really beautiful product photos and and ways you can do that? Of course. But that's not all you should be doing. You need to show your face and you can do it in different ways on camera for social media. That's what's so cool. You have so many things at your fingertips and ways you can be doing this that it's just, honestly, it's just insane. It's, it's the most, it's the most video tools ever, That there's ever been on social media. I mean, for example, on Instagram alone, Instagram alone, you've got what? Let's see. Well, you've got a regular post, which could be a video. You've got Instagram stories, Instagram reels, which are still on freaking fire, by the way. If you have been following me and you've been seeing me talk about Instagram reels and you are still not trying it out, get it together. Come on. Like, everything is not for everybody, but man, those reels are on fire. But anyway, you got reels, you got IGTV. I mean the list goes on. I mean you've, of course you got Facebook Live, you have just regular videos. Like you could just, you know, pre-record, edit your own videos, do that sort of thing. You've got stories on Facebook. You have got stories on LinkedIn now. You've got it's insane. You can be on camera and, and put videos out there into the world in so many different ways now. You have tons of tools at your fingertips. So Here's what I say. If you want, if you really want to be on camera more, like you're totally cool and into it, like the way that I am, like you're enthusiastic, this is great, let's be on camera, but you just haven't done it much yet because either you're lacking discipline, you're lacking, um, you know, maybe ideas, creative ideas, um, or you just kind of feel totally lost, you just don't know where to start, um, first of all, the good news for you is that you want to be on camera. You're feeling enthusiastic about it, and you're totally cool with it. You've got that going for you. So even though maybe you're not quite doing it the way you should yet, feel happy and thankful that you're excited about it, because that's – seriously, that's a huge that's a huge step forward. And you just need to evaluate your overall situation, right? If you haven't gotten my, my free guide, how to create um, – your personal brand, uh, you should, all of you. All you gotta do is subscribe to my email list to get it. And it's free and you get it right away. But and it's very easy to understand and to go through. But you know, you wanna have all your stuff structured and feel like you've got, you know, all your shit together when it comes to your business and your brand and everything, in order to even know what the heck you should even be making videos about, (laughs) but you know, to, to get more disciplined, if you, if you're enthusiastic about being being on camera, but you just, um, you just aren't very consistent, then, you know, you're probably going to have to make yourself a to-do list. You're probably going to have to give yourself a calendar, a structure, something to make sure that you get this done. Now, if you are not enthusiastic about being on camera, if you hate the idea of being on camera, if it freaks you the hell out, um, or are you just really uncomfortable or you don't think – you're like, oh, my God, people don't want to see my face. Y'all don't know how many times I've heard that. People don't want to see my face. People don't care what I have to say. Um, that's not true. So if that's your problem, then, you know, look, you don't have to be on camera every day. You don't. Nobody really has to be on, you know – Posting videos every single day, if you don't want to, but you really should make it a regular part of your content rotation. And if you are nervous about it or uncomfortable, a good way to um, ease your way into that, so that you don't have to actually talk on camera, it because that's usually what kind of throws people off a lot of times. If you have to actually speak about something, you can use Instagram Reels or TikTok to make videos where you don't have any audio of your voice. Like there's just music in the background and you are doing your thing. Okay. So whether you're, you're showing how to do something, it's a recipe, it's a, it's a gardening situation. Y'all know I love a gardening, <laughs> a gardening example. Um, or maybe it's you on just you standing there and then you're doing the thing where the text boxes pop up and you point to them and it's like, you know, blah, 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 three steps to blah, blah, blah. And they pop up on the screen and you point at them and maybe you kind of bop along to the music and smile, but you don't have to actually talk. That's a really good like kind of gateway into being on camera. Plus, you know, micro content is king right now, meaning really, you know, small, shorter content. So like if you're going to get on TikTok or Reels and you're going to be disciplined about it and you're going to really be consistent, you're going to see results. The end right? It might take, some, yeah, take a little time, maybe feel, figure out what you're good at, what people respond to, what videos get more attention than others, and da, da, da. You know, it's, there's some trial and error involved, but man, those, that kind of content is seriously on fire, and you don't even have to freaking talk or say a word. Okay, another way to ease yourself into being on camera more is to use stories, and you should talk. You should talk to the camera, but you don't have to go on and on forever. In fact, if you go on and on forever, and especially if your stories are not transcribed, then uh, the odds of people actually watching a crap load of stories um, that are not transcribed are are pretty low. So you don't have to talk forever, but even if it's just one little 15 second, it's 15 seconds on Instagram. I think it's 26 on Facebook, but uh, one little, and I think maybe, what is LinkedIn? Maybe LinkedIn is 20 seconds, but one little story where you just literally just like, (sighs) Good morning, happy Monday. Today, I am doing client work. I'm also recording for my podcast. What are you doing today? I hope it's a good one. The end, that's it, right? That's a great way to get started and get yourself on camera more and to see how you feel about it, what you can tweak in the future and all that stuff. People are going to connect with you, with your face. All right. Also, you should have pictures of your face. That's a whole other story. But I'm trying to talk about being on camera on video right now, since that's kind of the theme of today's show. Um, I can't stress to you how impactful this could truly be to your audience, especially if you're not doing it yet. It just, it, like I say, it just doesn't have to be like exactly what other people are doing. You do it your way. You figure out what you like to do. And what doesn't feel miserable to you? Because if it feels miserable, you know you're not going to keep doing it. So you feel like you figure out what feels good to you, but also kind of get your face out there more so people are able to connect with you as a human being. And I'm telling you, it's going to change your content game forever. Okay, you guys, that's it for that. I hope that got you revved up and got you excited to be on camera more, give you a few ideas. um, And coming up next is my chat with Alicia Lincoln. So I want to talk to you real quick about Canva. So as small business owners, most of us are not like super fancy graphic designers, and it's really not easy to learn complicated software. So that's where Canva comes in, because we all need to make social media posts. We all need to make some graphics. We all need some cover photos, some flyers, some digital art, right? And Canva makes that easy. Canva Pro starts at only $9.95 a month, which is actually a steal, but you can try it for free for 30 days and support the podcast. So all you've got to do is go to socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. That's socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. I hope you love it. Today's guest is a personal fashion stylist who helps women look current, feel confident, and stay true to themselves. For over 20 years, she has worked with a wide variety of well-known brands, celebrities, and publications, including Carrie Underwood, Serena Williams, Tina Fey, and oh, The Oprah Magazine. Ever heard of that? Her weekly blog and video show provides inspired style tips and insider tricks that make fashion fun and approachable. And when not working, this gal can be found with her husband and two kids in downtown Manhattan. And some fun facts, she's a certified yoga teacher and she met her husband when she was in Venezuela, right? On a yoga retreat. So welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Alicia Lincoln. Thank you so much, Brittany. I'm so excited to be here. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Okay. So you met your husband on a yoga retreat, but he wasn't there to do yoga, right? Exactly. So this was back to Y2K.
1: Remember when- Yes. And the world was
0: crumbling. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. So my (laughs) girlfriend and I planned a trip to, we needed to just get away and we picked this yoga retreat. It was actually in Costa Rica. And we were both doing yoga at the time. So we decided that we wanted to just purify and cleanse and and really get away. So when we were there, like the first night, we see four guys walk into the dining area. It's like this beautiful outdoor area. And these four guys come in and we're like, oh, hello. And it turns out they're all from New York City, just like us. So we ended up hanging out with them the whole time. And yeah, that's where I met my husband. Basically, he went back to New York. I went back about a week later, and then we've been together ever since.
0: Oh my God. That is so cool. So y'all are both, y'all are both there from New York. That's I love that.
1: And we only lived about 15 blocks away. So we always say that we needed to go to Costa Rica to meet each other. Otherwise, if I had seen him in the city, I don't know if it would have happened. It wouldn't. No.
0: And it probably wouldn't have been the same. I mean, Costa Rica, that's very exciting. (laughs) Yeah. That is is awesome. I love that you're a certified yoga teacher. I I enjoy me some yoga here and there. Um, I should probably do it more often. I grew up a dancer, so yoga feels fairly natural and like really good to get that good uh, stretch and twist and all the stuff. Um, Anyway, I just thought it was cool that you were, you're a yoga teacher, but um, I love the fashion stuff. As I told you before we started recording, recording, I'm excited to have you here because a lot of times on this show, we're really talking about marketing. We're talking about business and I really, really love the idea of helping everybody out there that's working on their business. With with their with their pres- with their presence and the way they look and the way they feel about themselves on video, um, so you're going to talk about style hacks to boost your online presence, um, and that's going to be super super helpful. Um, I know a lot of listeners are already doing on camera stuff a lot on social media, especially, but um, some of them maybe they haven't tried it yet, maybe they're nervous, and so your tips are really going to be super helpful. So, let's just dive in. Like, tell tell us first of all. Before we get too specific, I would love to know more about like your journey, right? Because you said, not you said, I read you were a fashion editor, right? And then you kind of transitioned into doing your own thing. What's, how did that all go for you? Yeah,
1: so I did get my start as a fashion editor. I was working at a series of online trade magazines and I did that for a bit. And from there I started freelance fashion styling, So that's when I started working with a lot of magazines, a lot of different brands and celebrities. So working on set and styling people, getting people ready for camera is what I have been doing now. I started, so let's put it this way. When I met my husband back in Y2K, I had already been styling for many years. So I've just been at this for a really long time. And it wasn't until the past year or two that I really pivoted my business from commercial shoots to helping professional women. Because what I found is that everyday women are struggling. They're struggling with getting dressed every day and feeling confident about their body. They feel unsure about what works, what looks good. They're hearing all these things coming from other people. They're seeing all these things on social media. So it can be very confusing. So that's when I've decided that I'm going to help these everyday women so that they understand what works best for their bodies, what makes sense for their lives, what they love, how to put that all together into a personal style that they love. Now, now, more and more people are on camera So, you know, like I said, I've been styling people for on camera for years, but now most people are on camera. At this point in the pandemic, I would say that pretty much everyone is doing video calls. um, And that's, and that also includes those who are using social media to maintain a, an online presence. So using um, the camera, video, boosting your online presence is something that I've been doing for years. And then it was recent, more recent that I've started Really focusing on everyday professional women, so that they can up their confidence, boost their presence, boost their presence, and just show up and get what they need to get done. Do it well. Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so excited. And you're right. It's so funny that you said that about everybody being on camera. Honestly, even before this uh, uh, pandemic situation, um, if that's a way to put it. Um, but but even before that, I was getting to be to where as a as a as a social media consultant, I started really realizing like, it's like all of a sudden everybody's got to be an on-camera personality. (laughs) And, you know, some people find their way around it, but most people don't. Most people really need to embrace that um, at least somewhat. You don't have to be on camera as much as everyone else, but it's good to show your face. Just a little extra marketing pointer out there for you guys is it's good to show your face. People connect with that, right? I mean, we're humans and that's going to be much more impactful. So, but okay, so let's, let's get into this. So how to boost your online presence with style. Like, how, where do we start? Like, do, do you start in, in your own own closet? Do you start with makeup, Except, What do we do? Okay. <laughs> Tell so us. This
1: is the, here, let's just start step one. When you're getting ready for your videos, for your, your Zoom calls, whatever it is that you're going on camera, I always recommend putting together a full outfit. So that means getting dressed in the top and the bottom. Uh-oh. I'm ask you what you're wearing right now.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm wearing jeans. It's not that bad.
1: <laughs> jeans is not that bad. Well, so here's the thing. It doesn't actually matter what it is. The purpose is that that time when you're planning your outfit and you're putting that outfit on, you can use that to start to elevate your energy because, I think that most of us can agree when we're putting on something that we love and that makes us feel good, it helps us shift the vibe, right? We raise our energy. So why not take that opportunity? How, how long is that going to take, right? Give yourself an extra 20 minutes, put on a full outfit when you're doing your video calls, because I promise that time will help raise your energy. And then you can bring that, you know, you can bring that energy into your, your screen presence. So the first thing that I suggest is definitely put together a full outfit. And that doesn't mean you have to be uncomfortable. And I also understand that it doesn't mean you're going to wear the same thing, maybe if you were going into a corporate job, right? I understand that you're at home. It's a little bit more casual, so you can feel comfortable, but you really want to take that time to raise your energy and putting on a full outfit, including accessories is really going to help you get there. So why not use that if you have it?
0: Right. Okay. I agree with you. I agree that, Hey, like, why not? You you do feel better when you feel more put together. So you're going to go and be more confident, right?
1: Exactly. And you know, if, You can wear, if you want to wear your joggers, then that's fine. Like I said, it doesn't matter what it is. You just have to feel confident when you wear it. So you don't want to wear those really kind of grungy sweats that you put on when you're sick, right? You don't want to wear those. You, so you're not looking, it's not about trying to, you know, help you heal and feel better. It's about raising your energy. So what clothes are going to do that for you? So for jeans, I'm actually wearing jeans right now too. I have my jeans, you know, I think about these outfits because I want to have a complete outfit that I know is going to give me more confidence. So, so yeah, so grungy sweats, If I don't think they give most people more confidence. You know, a lot of times I wear shorts. So I'll put yeah. on, you know, my pretty blouse with a pair of shorts. I'll tuck the top in, put a belt on. Like I said, accessories, just take that extra time, complete your outfit with accessories. And I think you're going to notice the difference just by putting on a complete outfit. You could even wear shoes.
0: That could help. <laughs> oh, heaven nice. forbid we have to put on shoes, Alicia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm joking. I I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, I
0: I, I'm, no, I'm with you though, actually, um, on the shoes thing. And even like you were saying with the, with the bottoms, it just like even more comfy shoes. I mean like I'm a sneaker, I always my husband calls me sporty spice. I'm a sneakers girl. Like even if I was in a professional setting, I would find a way to have the outfit be able to be wear, worn with sneakers. So it doesn't like you said, it doesn't mean you have to be wearing grungy nasty stuff. You just, you know, put it together. Okay, so, so what yeah. so what what next? So say we're like, okay, cool, we'll do that. We'll put our outfit together. Yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> so the next thing that you can think about is your neckline. Okay. So this is going to be really important when you're, you know, you're doing a frame and it's a pretty tight frame. So you want to think about what's in that frame. Okay. So, and when you think about your neckline, you want to think about what's going to be most complementary to your body. All right. So normally we choose our necklines based on our body shape and our bust size. All right. So, you just want to think about that. So for example, generally speaking, a V-neckline is going to be universally flattering on most body types, okay? So I find the V-neck to be, to be a good choice for most people. Now, if you have large breasts, then you would wanna make your V-neck a little bit deeper. Now, depending on if you're a cleavage girl or not, that's up to you. But generally speaking, with large breasts, you wanna have more open skin around here because if you have large breasts and you put something really high up, that's not gonna be as flattering. If you have smaller breasts, then you could do a higher V-neck. So V-necks are definitely um, universally flattering. And then another really fun thing to think about when you're looking at your tops is what tops do you have that have built in style details, right? So maybe you've got a trim you know, like some yes. sort of cool trim on the fabric, or maybe you have um, bows or scarves. So a lot of tops come with these built-in fashion details, and that's just going to allow you to show more personality. So whenever you want to stand out in your frame, you want to show more personality. Now, obviously, what you say will be really important to this, but you can use your clothes to really help get that message across and, and tell people a little bit about a little bit about who you are.
0: Right. I love that. I love that you're considering that we're in this little frame (laughs) because we are, if we're on camera, no matter what, whatever the frame is like with you and I right now on zoom, I mean, we're only seeing so much. And even, even in other ones, like on, um, let me think of a good social media example for y'all. Like if you're on Instagram and you're holding your phone vertically, you see a little bit more, but you're still pretty close. I mean, you're not ever going to be real far away from the camera. So I love that. And I love what you said about the, the V-neck and as, um, as a woman with a large chest, I can account. You are correct. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to wear things way up high. Um, it just doesn't. It's hard.
1: It. It, it sometimes goes into that uniboob look. Yes. That oh, nobody good Lord. really wants that on their videos. It's, no, so,
0: it's not ideal.
1: It <laughs> yeah. Keep it open around there. That's definitely going to be more flattering.
0: Well, and I see like, I love how you have on necklaces. I'm wearing a necklace today. I feel like that's in the frame too, right? But like, okay, this is maybe not about on camera. So sorry, it's a little off topic, but it's it's still here with fashion. What's up with like the length of a necklace and and the where your shirt hit, you know, like the neckline of your shirt, right? Is it, yeah. aren't, aren't there suggestions for that? Cause I feel like sometimes it's awkward. Like if it barely goes on your shirt, it feels weird, right? Your necklace, yeah. sorry, you guys can't see the video, but anyway- well, this is
1: actually important to talk about and it is completely relevant to the video calls is okay. accessories. So to talk about necklaces is really important and I recommend bringing accessories into your frame as well. So, so what is so, your, so just some simple tips about what type of necklaces to wear. So generally speaking, it's going to be really easy if you allow your necklace to go in the same shape as your neckline. So that's very basic. That's very easy. So that's one thing that you can always do. So for example, you, you have a, it looks like a higher crew neck sort of a thing yeah. or high, it's like a crew neck. And then you've got your necklace that's following the same line as the neckline. So that is always going to work. Ultimately, what you want to do is you want to train your eye to be able to tell what looks good and what doesn't, right? So you want to just be able to get good at recognizing when something looks off and when something looks good. Now that takes practice. And the best way to do that is to compare. So whenever you wanna figure out if something looks good, give it another, like a plan A and a plan B and look at them both together because it's gonna be really helpful to compare the two choices and then you can choose which one looks better because you really wanna start training your eye to see what works, what looks weird. You can also start to use your necklaces to create different shapes. From necklines, right? You can do that too. Um, what's very helpful? So we spoke about V-necks. V-necks are generally flattering for most people. You can use your necklaces to create a V-neck. Now yours is shorter, but you could put a longer pendant necklace on, and it would be like a turtleneck. Let's say you got on a plane turtleneck, then you put your pendant necklace on, that gives you a v-neck and that's giving you that same v-neck that's going to be very flattering. So you can use your accessories to switch up the neckline, right? So I love the idea of turtlenecks. With pendant necklaces, I think that's very flattering on most people. Now, not everybody's gonna want to wear a turtleneck. I understand that you could also just use a simple, a simple shirt. I like turtleneck just because it's so clean; it's like a blank canvas. Right. But you could do it with any type of neckline, and then just put in the pendant necklace that creates the V. So that's gonna be really flattering. But you were talking about, um, you know, how close and how far you go. So another couple tips about that, and. Okay, so the first thing you want to do with your camera is you always want to make sure that it's a little bit above your eye level so that the camera is coming down on you as opposed to looking up. That's always going to be a little bit more flattering for most right. people's faces.
0: Right, and if you're not watching the video right now, just so you know, neither one of us have our camera on our computer down low looking down at it like so many people do. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, don't you? They always have. Look, hey, if that's what you want to do, whatever. But it's probably not ideal, right? Because the if your computer's down on the desk, that means it's lower than you, and you have to look down at it. You know, I feel like yeah. Put some books underneath the laptop and lift it up it's way
1: more flattering to have the camera coming to look up a little bit. You're not like staring up to the ceiling, but you know, for example, I've got my desktop and then I've got my webcam at the top of my desktop. So it's just coming down. So yeah. So if you are using a laptop, And when I use a laptop, I always put books on top because, you know, I want to look as good as I can on the video.
0: Yeah. Mine's sitting on top of this basket thing that I have. Like, it's so funny. I'm also on camera for my job all the time, but here's my setup on a basket. But, you know, you do what you (laughs) got to do. It'll work. I'm glad that you brought that up. Okay. So positioning of the camera is good. You don't want it to be too low, no matter, pretty much no matter what. Yeah.
1: And then the other thing is, um, you know, how close do you want to get? You know, some people go super (laughs) close and then, some people, you know, pull back, you know, and they really show, you're like, Hey, you're way up there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, when I do my lives in my Facebook group, I tend to go about here because I kind of like to show what I'm wearing because people are, they want to see what I'm wearing. So right. it's, it depends on your brand and your messaging, what you're trying to convey. So I like to show a little bit, I've got my fun wallpaper. I like to show a little bit of my environment, but at the same time, you know, when you get a little closer, it feels a little bit more personal. So I do tend to move a little bit back and forth. But so thinking about what you want to show in your frame that's conveying your message and and your and staying on brand, right? So mm-hmm. so do you want to be so for maybe a more corporate or clean setting, you'd want to come a little bit closer and, and show really just precise details with your clothing and a super clean background. And if you're a more creative or more, you know, fun environment, then you can pull back a little bit so that you can show more of your environment.
0: Right. Okay. Cool. I love that. Thank you so much. That's a good tip. camera positioning. That's very important. Okay. Let me ask you if you don't mind, before we move on, you were talking about in the frame and we were talking about necklines and necklaces and all that, but like, Do you have any recommendations when it comes to like necklace, earring situation or like a whole lot of busyness happening? I mean, obviously if somebody really felt really good about themselves doing anything, I guess they should, right? Whatever. But in general, if somebody's like, should I really wear these really big earrings on camera? I've also got this necklace. Is it too much? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, okay. Again, this really comes down to your personality and what the messaging is that you want to convey. Am I a more, Um, creative fashion-y kind of person or am I more clean and conservative so you want it to be all on brand with your style one thing I want to mention is you don't even need any accessories like it's not a necessary especially if you've got prints and patterns which is something that we can talk about next prints and patterns is very important to include so if you've got prints and patterns going on then you may not even need any necklace or anything or maybe you want to do the simple earrings like you do I think that you, I, I recommend that you want to stand out. You want to be noticed, and you want people to remember you. But you don't want it to become a focus on your feather earrings that are hanging down to your shoulders, so that everybody is staring at you. And so you, so you think about that. Unless, of course, that's part of your personality that you have um accessories as conversation starters where you want people really looking at your big earrings. So I think that you need the accessories to show your personality and help you stand out but not to dominate the frame. So another example would be scarves, okay? I think scarves are a really great touch if you like wearing them. A blanket scarf, however, is going to just be so much Clutter in the frame. So think of right. that—you're in a frame, okay. So when you're outside, your blanket scarf is going to be beautiful, right? When you're outside and yeah. you've got the outdoors around you, but when you're in this small frame, a blanket scarf could feel, you know, stifling. <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> It'd be a lot. Um, okay, cool. What now? What were you saying about? We're, we need to talk about patterns, right? Yes, yeah, we need to
1: talk about prints and patterns. Okay, so this was a really big deal when I was working on. When I did a lot of commercials, so specifically for video, there's this thing, it's called moiré, and what it is, is when your patterns start to create a buzzing effect yeah. on the video screen, and it tends to happen with very tight stripes, so things that are very small patterns tend to buzz, and me- meaning they move a little bit, so it's distracting. It's, it's a distraction that you do not want in right. your video frame, so that used to be a huge hassle for me because I did a lot of work I did a lot of men styling with ties and ties are just more yeah. disasters because like of all
0: the prints galore right <laughs>
1: exactly so Price. I would it, I would go through so many ties to find one that would work and so that was a lot of tie shopping for me so so prints and patterns I love just be mindful that they're not creating that moray. So you always w- want to test it first and make sure you're not getting that. Generally speaking, it's going to be the tight um, stripes that do that. And if you want to know what it looks like, you could just Google moray pattern and YouTube will give you lots of examples so you can see how it looks and what you don't want to happen. So that's really important. And then as far as bringing in prints into your style, That is, again, it comes to your brand, what you want to convey. Personally, I'm a big Prince girl. I love prints and patterns. I think they're really fun. I'm not afraid to wear them. And I like having them show a part of my personality. So if you're wearing a pretty printed blouse, you know, you might not even need a necklace. Maybe you put on some earrings and, and then you're good to go. So a print can really complete your outfit. I was saying you know you at the beginning you want to put on a whole outfit. Well, if you put on a printed blouse and a pair of jeans, and, um, you know, maybe a belt tuck it in, that's a complete outfit. It's still casual. You stand out and it's more memorable. So I love prints and patterns. I know that a lot of people do not. And I also know that a lot of people are afraid to wear them. They want to wear them. They like the idea, but they're afraid because they've never done it before. They don't know how it looks. So that's where it comes back to train your eye to what looks good and compare it. Try one thing and then
0: try another and then see which one looks better. Right. Well, yeah. And you're, you're right about the being afraid sometimes to buy it. (coughs) I have and probably a lot of people out there have experienced that before. And I think also like a little sidetrack, this little side note here, it feels like sometimes I don't know if you've experienced this maybe maybe you have not but but like sometimes you don't realize you've kind of gotten into like some sort of a style rut right like it's not even always intentional you just kind of like you just buy the black shirt or the brown shirt cuz that's what you've been buying and you just kind of get in this rut right i feel like that happens to me i think that happens
1: to a lot of people i don't even think i know for a fact i actually just spoke to a woman a couple days ago and she is in a style rut and she plays it safe so she has a classic style which she's very comfortable in but she wants to take it up a notch she wants to be more adventurous and she loves the idea of prints she kept talking about prints as being the answer to get into a more fun style and it is definitely one way to get into a more fun style but there's other options as well so If you feel that you're stuck in a rut and you just reach for the same three shirts every single time, then my best advice to you would be to go for the thing in the back of your closet. What's the top? What's the dress? Wear a dress, right? What's the thing that you haven't worn in a really long time that you bought it because you loved it and you know it looks good on you, but it just, for some reason you, you drifted away from it. Bring that back. You know, I... I'm a big closet shopper. I think that most of us have so many clothes in our closets and we only wear 20%. 80% of the clothes in our closet are not worn. So for those of you that are in a style rut, the best way to break out of that rut is to just stop wearing those same three shirts, to go reach for something in the back of your closet, and then do it again the next day, and then keep doing. And you'll probably, find some new gems in your closet that you forgot about and that feels really fun it feels more exciting when you've got something
0: new on yeah totally and it's free (laughs) and it's free (laughs) and then if it's I guess then if it's feeling good and you're into it then maybe you go and like buy something else along those lines or something like that okay so what do you um here's something that's kind of like prints and patterns kind of in that same category so um I, I was a performer for years and actor and was on camera and stuff. And so they would always teach us in, in acting class and then just for auditions and things about like certain colors that you shouldn't wear, you should wear or whatever. And then even it's funny, like sometimes as an actor, you get an audition notice and it'll actually sometimes tell you like don't or not an audition notice if you're going to be on set right they'll be like no this no reds no blacks no da da so is that still a thing do you think with people using their own smartphones and their own computers as cameras like there's colors to avoid or do you think it's really more that that's more of a high quality production issue to work you know like do we worry about that or what So I, working on set, I would get those
1: rules all the time. Don't wear red, whatever the colors were. And the reason that we were instructed not to wear certain, it all had to do with branding. So they only wanted them to wear specific colors that were on brand, couldn't wear the competitor's brand. So there was all sorts of rules always about what colors to wear. So for you and for your listeners, my advice is to wear the colors that look the best on your skin, on your hair, on your eyes, because certain colors make you look more vibrant, make you look more alive and other colors don't.
0: Isn't that weird? You're right. And I hadn't really discovered that really just like hardcore where it really slapped me in the face until sometime earlier this year, I got this shirt that was so comfy and I don't shop very much. So I was like, wow, I actually bought a shirt and it was a leopard print. And it's so great and it's so cute and comfy, but it's so sad the way it makes my skin look. It just looks all very mm. sad, <laughs> right? Yes. Isn't that weird to discover that? Like, I I mean, I'm 40 years old and I, and I just realized that. So it's it's an odd feeling, but it feels so good when you find the color or the pattern or whatever that looks great on you. Yes, yes. And the fact that you could recognize that it was making you
1: look a little th- sad. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Because that's what I'm talking about training your eye to see what works and what doesn't. So you saw that those weren't your colors. And just like there's colors that make you look a little sad. There's like a whole host of colors that make you look beautiful. So it's about tapping into those colors. And one trick to find those colors is to look at your eyes really closely, get the the, the big mirror out and look at your eyes and your eyes have all sorts of different colors in them. You know, mine have more like yellows and dark greens, right? So whatever colors are in your eyes, those are going to be amazing on you.
0: Oh, so kind of match it to those. Okay. That, that's okay, one cool. that's
1: one way to find a good color for yourself. Just find right. a color that's already in your eyes. Because the whole idea about wearing complementary colors is you're just bringing out your own colors in a very harmonious way.
0: Right. That would make sense because I don't really have any of those colors in my eyes. Although I did find a way to save the fact that I bought the shirt and I was so excited about the, the the cut and the comfort was that if I wear it with a colored jacket or something over it and it's just kind of like a layer it wasn't as bad but it can't be a feature the leopard print can't be a feature on me yes it's so true so
1: so that's like getting a shield so it's like you put a shield on like the the shirt on top of it and that shield would be a color that would be really vibrant for you and another thing you could do if you really wanted to get adventurous is you could go get some dye And you could dye the shirt into a different color and make it
0: one that looks good on you. Oh, I've never done that before. Oh my gosh. It's a craft project. I don't know if I can handle that. (laughs) It's a little messy. It's a little messy and it doesn't always work.
1: But hey, what do you have to lose?
0: (laughs) Okay. So, okay. So colors, you guys are just to wear what makes you feel great and maybe use your eyes as guidance. That is such a cool tip. Okay, so what are we missing on all this on-camera stuff? What have I not asked? All right, so here's, here's one more that is really
1: important is you want to, so we talked about complementing your skin. You really, and you complementing with your necklines, you really want to complement your body. So you want to wear clothes that highlight your body. In other words, you don't want to wear clothes that are too big and too baggy. And, and so big clothes are going to make you look bigger. So if okay. you ever look at, if you ever go and watch the news, the newscasters, the people whose job it is every day to go on TV, they always wear really fitted sheath dresses. They do. Right? They, they do because it's, it's more flattering to wear fitted silhouettes when you're on camera. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of people get really uncomfortable with that and they're used to putting the big clothes on, the long tunics and, and the big tops it just doesn't look as good on camera. So getting comfortable with not hiding your body and highlighting your body will go a long way on video. So one thing that I do, and this is something I got from styling on set, is a lot of times the clothes would be too baggy. So I would have this set bag and it would be filled with all sorts of, of tools that I could use to make them look good for the, for the commercial. So one of those tools was clips. I used to have these clips that mm-hmm. I would pull it in at the waist to give more waist definition or, or just clip it in the back so that it's not so much fabric and not so bulky. Cause you really wanna have a more fitted silhouette that's gonna look better on video.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. That's a really good tip. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. We do kind of gravitate to probably bagging your clothes, especially all this working at home. <laughs> but, um, but no, I agree with you. Um, okay. Cool. I think. Did we cover it all? That was a lot of good information. Is there oh, anything I didn't yeah, ask? I
1: think if you thought, if you start with these tips right here I would I think you will be in good shape for your videos.
0: Yeah, I I think so too. I agree. Oh wait, before we go. I must ask if you I know it's not actual um, clothes or accessories, but do you have or what maybe just in your experience of what you've seen any thoughts about about makeup? <laughs> I know like like as far as needing to Cause like back in the day, basically whenever I was younger and like, you know, hearing older ladies talk about this kind of thing, they would be like matching their makeup to their clothes and things like that. Now, I mean, maybe not literally do that these days, maybe not have the exact same color eyeshadow as your shirt, but is that something to consider if somebody really wants to go hardcore and dive deep That to really kind of have some sort of makeup look that flows well with what they're wearing or should they just not worry about it?
1: I think your makeup should look, be, be suited for your face, not for your clothes. Okay. I think that your colors should go with your skin and your eyes, your lips, all that needs to go with your face. So just like you have certain colors to wear that are going to look better on you same thing with the makeup colors certain you know if you look at lipsticks you could get one that's either pinker versus more coral they're going to look different on different people so you really want to choose your colors that are going to highlight your skin and your eyes okay
0: good so we don't have to worry about whether or not it's similar to our clothing or anything like that okay not at all okay okay good thank god because woo. (laughs) I don't know if I can handle that. Um, Okay. That was so good. So helpful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, I know that you said, did you say you have, uh, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you. So you said you have, I know you have the video. I know you have the blog. You have a group as well, or? So yes, I have a free Facebook group. It is called Closet Shopping
1: Collective. And in that group, we are putting together new outfits from our old clothes. And I go live every week and I, uh, in live styling tutorials. And I share tips, much like what I shared with you just now, on different topics. So whether it's specifically about breaking out of your style rut, or whether it's about choosing clothes that flatter your figure. So each week, there's a different topic. And I go live, and I share my tips and ideas based on my 25 year styling career. So it's really fun. And I invite all your listeners to come join me in there. And I also have a freestyle guide for anybody who wants to understand what clothes will look best on their particular body. So whether you carry most of your weight on the bottom, whether you carry most of the weight on the top, or in the middle, this style guide is going to give you ideas about what to wear what what clothes to choose based on your body. Oh, good. Okay, cool. And how do they get that? Okay. So that is at AliciaLincoln.com forward slash flatter figure.
0: Okay. And we will also flatter figure, and we will also put that in the show notes. So just in case you didn't get it the first time. It'll be all in the notes, all on our website. Everything will be there. If they want to um, connect with you on social media, which, which platform, where are you at? Where can everybody find you and follow you?
1: Yeah. So I am on Instagram at Alicia underscore NYC. And aside from my Facebook group, then the next best place would be on Instagram. And then of course, my website, Alicia I have tons of freestyle advice on my website at
0: lankin.com. I love your website. You guys definitely go to her website. I had so much fun reading it. Your about page is so good. I wish everybody had an about page like that. It gave me so much fun information about you and it helped me really feel like more connected to you. I really, I genuinely liked it. So had to pay you that, that compliment. What you do is so cool. I can't imagine like, how fun is this? You must feel so, it must feel so good to know that you're helping, helping people with this. It feels so good to connect
1: with my clients, I get to know them, I get to understand them. And I get to help them to create a style that gives them confidence so that they literally become happier in their lives. So hearing their success stories. And they still, even after we've been finished working together, they still send me pictures of the new outfits that they're putting together.
0: And I love it. It's so much fun. Oh, that is so special. I love it. I love what you do. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really value your time and your expertise. And I truly, truly appreciate you being here. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to britneycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production, funlovemedia.com. Bye.